Boobs. Bing bongs. The milk bar. Breasts. The dynamic duo has captivated babies and adults alike for centuries. This episode is about breastfeeding. Correct. That took so many takes. <laughs> it did. But it's the only scripted part of our show that we've ever done so far. Yeah. And it took so many takes. Um, we I, can't be actors. I, we can't be. All of this is how you learn, right? There's all these things that you're supposed to... Like, like I think there's like lessons that you can get, you know, try not to say like a lot. I always say like. Yeah. I've noticed you say um. Yeah. Sorry about that. harder. Well, the, see, um is okay. Like... It, I've, I think I'm just like shattered people. So I just do that. I've shattered like you know the glass, and people like, he does say like a lot. Um, it, it probably ruins my credibility. Although I think the last episode I said something about like politicians. It was oh yeah, incorrect. Anyway, um, I'm a bit of an idiot. I'm going to do my best. Uh, just be patient with us as, as as we do this. Uh, before we get into this episode, uh, we just want to say thank you to family, friends, and strangers. Um, we've all enjoyed the show so far. We've had some really fantastic feedback. Yeah. Uh, and it's really, really motivating us. We weren't expecting to get as many listens as we have. Mm. Um, we're like 200 and something listens for two episodes, which is just amazing. Yeah, it's big for us. Yeah, I mean, we're not promoting this anywhere really other than, you know, we did a Facebook post, but I mean, that only hit our, what, 40 plus followers on Facebook. Mm. Uh, follow us on Facebook if you want to stay up to date. Uh, but we're just learning as we go. Um, yeah. I've, I've dealt with, you know, making podcasts and websites and stuff before, but mm. I don't know. We're just, we've never really done the self-promotion thing all that well. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's good. We're happy. Uh, we've got baby Jade here again. Uh, this this one's going to go up on YouTube as well. So uh, if you haven't listened to the podcast via your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Overcast, mm-hmm. Castcast, I don't think that's one of them. Uh, fantastic. But you can also watch us on YouTube. You can also do both. If you really want to support us and boost those, you can do both. <laughs> Don't do them at the same time unless you press play at the same time <laughs> on both. Um, but, yeah. It bit would, of an echo there. Yeah, a bit of an echo there. Uh, but, yeah, all that sort of stuff you do listening to it end to end. I know that uh, Jen's mother uh, just watches the same YouTube clip over and over again. I think she walks away. Yeah. She's obviously seen it like a hundred times, but she did. What did she say to you? She said, I'll just watch it every hour. That'll boost you guys. Right. I said, you know, please do. I don't know if it works that way. I don't know. I feel either. like it records like an IP address or whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyways, let's get back on track with yes, breastfeeding. Absolutely. We're talking about breastfeeding. Yeah. We're talking about how difficult it is. Oh yeah. The challenges that come around it. It's meant to be the most natural thing in the world. Uh, it's it's definitely something, uh, mm. and it definitely has taken its toll on you. Yes. Uh, but by extension, it's it's taken its toll on, on me. Yeah. It's taken its toll on our baby, um, <laughs> who is very confused about everything. Uh, and, yeah, I think I think just to sort of kick this off, um, yeah. maybe talk about the very first time you had the opportunity to breastfeed, mm-hmm. uh, more so to do with the skin-to-skin that they encouraged yep. just as Jade arrived from her Yeah. Ad- from her location? <laughs> where you arrived from, from wherever she came from? <laughs> from her location. From, her lo- from the location that she was in? Yeah. So, um, 
Basically, as soon as she comes out, uh, the nurse puts her on uh, close to my chest, um, and they do a skin to skin contact. What they what babies are instinctively instinctively meant to do is they're meant to know how to navigate towards the I guess the smell of the mother's breast milk, and that's exactly what Jade did. Uh, she crawled towards. Uh, my breast and she latched on pretty much immediately, which is amazing. I never saw a magic trick <laughs> like I, I that. Don't, I don't understand why that's built into like, yeah. baby's code. Like it's not like she was inside your womb with like her own practice boob, right? To like test on, and it's every she's fed through an umbilical cord, right? Yeah, it's not. It's not as if, oh, but but then again, we did capture her um, during the ultrasound mm. where they move their tongue around and they go sort the, of like, the sucking you know, motion, like the sucking yeah. motion, which is nuts because yeah. she's not being fed that way. Mm. I guess it's just it's built into us, yeah. DNA or something like that. Yeah, I, and she sort of latched on immediately, which is amazing. I at that point didn't really know what my milk supply was going to be like. I hear that you can start lactating uh, when you're pregnant, so before you give birth. I don't believe I ever did. Uh, from memory, I didn't lactate during pregnancy. So I had zero idea of what it was going to be like. Um, she latched on and started sucking, and that was all good. However, it was very, very painful. and I Even the first time? Yes. Right. So as soon as she latched on, I think because she, I don't know if her latch is correct or not, and, and of course the the midwife or the nurse um, or the lactation consultant, wherever you give birth, might tell you what a co- correct latch would be. So to briefly explain, uh, when they latch on, the mouth is meant, the baby's mouth is meant to go over your nipple and your areola so that they can get milk from not just the nipple, but the the milk ducts, which is also which is in the areola so area. The areola has a bunch of very tiny holes in it. Milk ducts, yep. Milk ducts, mm-hmm. where the milk comes from. Yeah, and the baby needs to suck a certain amount. But I imagine the baby has to work quite hard to make that happen. Yeah, and I guess that's why you don't really want the baby's mouth to just go on the tip, which is the nipple, because. Not only are they not getting the full amount of milk, it will be really, really painful because they're sort of just sucking on the tip, whereas if they're actually latched on more area, it will be less painful. Plus, um, it, it's about the positioning of the nipple as it goes into their mouth. Like, some, um, If it's just sort of at the front, then um, it will be quite hard, whereas if it, if it goes more towards the back of their mouth, then it's it's softer. Or that's how I remember how it was explained to me, anyways. Uh, and yeah, so when she latched on, it was very very painful. Uh, the pain is if it if the pain is quite sharp, and it feels pinchy, then the latch is probably incorrect. If it goes on and you're feeling a little bit numb, but then after about 10, 20 seconds, you don't really feel any pain, then you've you've done a good job. The latch is correct. So hold on a second. She she comes out. Yeah. <laughs> you have she's she's arrived. Yep. And you must be feeling like there's like a there's adrenaline going on, mm. and there's, you know, a mix of different things. So 
you do recall that the very first time she latched on that it was painful. Yeah, because I don't... After I, going through all of that pain <laughs> leading up to the birth and everything, it was... I, I, you, right. just, you look so... Maybe I was bewildered or tired or whatever, but it all just like looked so so natural. Yeah. Like, I'll take her. She's on. I'm happy. We get the, we get the happy snap. Mm. Um, the happy the snap. Ha- it was a happy snap of, of, of everybody. Um, her covered in her goop and us looking beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I just... I don't know. I didn't realize that it was painful from the get-go. Yeah, I, I think if you don't really know how the latch is supposed to go on, and, and most first-time mums won't, it's a very, very new sensation. Um, it, it, if you've never had um, a baby um, sort of latch on before, it's completely new. And I thought it's meant to be painful, but evidently not. The lactation consultant told us that it's not meant to be painful for a very long time. Um, it might be numb. But yeah, just when Jade latched on, I was thinking, oh my gosh, if this is how she's going to be feeding for however long she she's going to be feeding for, I don't know if I can do this. I mean, yes, I just had her <laughs> come out of my vagina, which is freaking painful and all the contractions, but this is a different sort of pain. And, and if you have a bad latch, it could cause a lot of damage to your nipples, which is what happened to me. I had cracked nipples and they don't really heal properly because uh, when babies are first born, they need to be fed a lot. So they don't really give you time to heal properly. And if they don't heal properly, it's just going to be pain on top of pain on top of pain. I feel like there needs to be more of a warning message. If they did warn us during the antenatal classes and in the blue book Mm. and online and wherever, if they did warn us it was going to be this difficult, then maybe that just went over me. I thought, well, I'm not breastfeeding, so I don't need to know this. Or, well, it's meant to be easy. It's just meant to be natural. It's meant to be fine, you know? Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I feel like more of a – there needs to be more help initially. And, yes, maybe – you'll only understand when it happens to you. And again, it doesn't happen to everybody. I do recall you you mentioning that, you know, there were people coming into the uh, the lactation center. Mm-hmm. That's what it was, right? It was a lactation yep. room, lactation class. And they were just like, this is all easy. I don't really need help. I'm just here to drop off my milk. Yeah. But it's, there needs to almost be like psychological help <laughs> before you, and and then just preparation that this might not work out for you. And then even more so, somebody to really assess immediately to determine whether or not the latch is bad. Mm. Because the hospital we were in was known for its lactation center. Yes. Um, which was which was Westmead Private. And they did a fantastic job. I mean, mm. I wasn't allowed in the room, mm. you know, understandably so. Yep. Although I spent a long time pacing out the front of the room. You'd almost think that like you were giving birth twice and I was waiting for our second <laughs> child. But I was just so scared for you, right? Mm. Um, but I, you know, it, it took... But it, it took until the damage was done before somebody said, you can't breastfeed now. Yeah, that's right. I, I remember, I guess at the beginning, I was just letting her do bad latch after bad latch because I was so desperate for her to be fed, um, thinking that if she was crying all the time, if she was fussing all the time. And she was time, crying all the time yeah. and fussing all the time. So we always assumed that meant she was hungry. Yeah. You were told about cluster feeding, right? Yeah. And how they want to feed nonstop. Mm-hmm. So to us, this just, in, without, in our sleep-deprived state, this all just made sense. Mm. You told us this was going to happen. It is happening. We're, we're putting the, we're, you're putting your, your boob in her mouth to mm. effectively feed her, but also calm her down. Yeah. But in the meanwhile, you're, you're damaging the merchandise. <laughs> 
Yeah. And I think at the beginning, you're sort of, uh, you know, this concept of breast is best, which I think a lot of people have that mentality. And it's not something that I necessarily uh, advocates for. I think um, fed is best, as the slogan says. Um, but at the hospital, they the first thing that they do is the whole skin-to-skin contact where the babies try to find the breast milk on their own. You kind of don't have a choice but breastfeed. At least you've got to try, right? I mean, I think that's the mentality. They want the babies to try and see if they can get there, if the mum's milk um, the, if the supply can feed their, feed their babies. And that's what happened. And that's what I think I was so desperately hanging on to the fact that I need to do that, this mentality that I have to breastfeed her because apparently that is the best option that I didn't even care about how badly hurt I was. I just, you had a job to do. Yeah. I just let her do it because I mean, if I don't, I, I was almost feeling guilty to unlatch her, even if it was a bad latch. I was like, oh, it'll be fine. I'll just feed her. And that was a really um, bad mentality, mentality to be in because when she damaged my nipples, I still had to feed her, Yeah, you know, um, I- and it wasn't uh, – I guess that was just like a bad um, – like a a bad cycle to be in. From From memory, I think that – we felt as though she wasn't getting enough to eat, which is Mm. why she was crying all the time. Mm. And you had this button that you could press when you're in the hospital to call in a midwife, a nurse, to be able to give you assistance. And we would say, we're doing everything that we're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. You know, she's warm. um, We've changed her nappy. nappy, You know, we've made sure that she's okay. And, 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 you know, you fed her constantly. Mm. And, you know, they assess and, you know, they re-swaddle and, they take a quick look at you and they say, oh, you know, well, maybe we'll give her some formula then. Maybe she wants more than like, more than the supply mm. that, that you can give. And I, I do recall us trying a mix of formula mm. and breastfeeding before we even knew that the damage had occurred. Um, formula is, again, a bigger topic. And again, we say this every episode, but it could be another podcast. Mm. But to touch on formula for a little bit, and first of all, you and I, I think we can both agree that there's nothing wrong with giving your baby formula. Absolutely not. Um, you fed is best. Yep. Uh, their formula is completely fine. There are babies that are entirely formula fed and grow up to be very productive members of society. Yeah, and I think people forget <laughs> that um, sometimes it's not a choice. Absolutely. And it, even if it is a choice, it's totally an okay choice for the mother to make um, or for the, for the parents to make because that's what they want. And, and you know, some parents – outright says, you know, I want my body back. I don't want somebody latched on my boobs all the time. And that's honestly fair enough because that's their choice. But sometimes it's not a choice. And I think we all need to be a little bit more aware when we say things like, oh, well, why aren't you breastfeeding? Um, Did you even give it a go? Well, I think even if they didn't want to give it a go, that's okay. Absolutely. And there are so many factors into this. Like, if you choose, first of all, if your nipples are damaged and it's just like, this is way too painful, I don't want to do this, and you opt out of breastfeeding, you go the formula out, that's fine. Mm. Do it. it. It doesn't matter what I say, whether it is or isn't fine. What I'm saying to you is that you should be fine with it. Mm. Um, I had zero expectations for Jen to continue breastfeeding. 
we didn't realize it would be as hard as it as it is, but you also really wanted to breastfeed, so mm-hmm. I was going to support that. Um, but you know, when it when it comes to um, choosing to to mix feed, mix feed, mm-hmm. and, and that's what we we even still do today. Yeah, that may also work for you too. Yeah, it's funny because a lot of um, it's. And and if you are one of those women that found breastfeeding so easy, like I'm so happy for you because the amount of women that I've spoken to that found breastfeeding to be the hardest thing, there are so many of us out there. And I remember basically living in the lactation center. I'm pretty sure that- You were there as often as you were allowed to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And And you weren't alone. I wasn't alone and the lactation nurses saw me every day, every night. And I remember going in and seeing all these sleep deprived women that are sometimes just in tears over how painful it is. And, you know, I said that I, I, I definitely sat there crying about how painful it is, about how hard it is. And it was so good to see other people that were in the same boat. I mean, as horrible as it was, like I was glad to have been amongst women who found it just as hard as I I did. That room must have been amazing Um, because, you know, first of all, I guess, you know, if you're entering a locker room and you're getting changed, that's one thing. But some people feel shy about their bodies Mm. or don't want to. But again, all of that sort of stuff goes out the window when it, you know, when when it's breastfeeding. Before having a baby, you know, at least from a partner's perspective or from, you know, like extramarital, like having sex, whatever it might be, it's, you know, it is a sexual thing, mm-hmm. um, especially between between two people, or in our case, between a man and a woman. Um, but after that, it, it serves a purpose beyond that. Mm. It serves this purpose to, you know, feed your child. Yeah. Uh, and, and that room was filled with women who were all exposing themselves effectively to complete strangers. Yep on both a physical level and an emotional level. Yeah. And that that must have been crazy. Mm. But it, I, I imagine you haven't experienced anything remotely close to that. Yeah, I think, honestly, I just remember going in there and if there was any sort of doubt about, oh, exposing your, your breasts to other people, honestly, I, for one, did not care. It, I, might, I may have as well have just gone in there naked because I just – I went in there hoping somebody would be able to help me latch correctly, get milk supply up, feed my baby, and that was my only priority. And there were women who went in there, was a little bit shy, and was like, oh, I don't really want to do this. Other people are looking. Trust me, no one's looking. (laughs) Like We are all so preoccupied with how difficult this this task is. And... uh, and yeah, and low supply is a real problem that a lot of women faces. And I was always in the mindset that I probably had low supply. And the problem with breastfeeding is that you don't know how much you're feeding your baby. You, you know, it's not like formula. You can put it in a bottle and you can see how much they eat and you know exactly how much that is. Breastfeeding, I for the first few days, I was convinced that I had zero supply, but then my baby did gain weight. So she must've had something. Um, and so it, it was tough. And so, so many lactation nurses wanted to encourage you, right? Not only are they there to support, they wanted to encourage you. 
So um, they wanted you to, to win, to succeed. So the nurses, they want you to succeed. So they want you to give it your best shot, right? So they don't want you to give up easily. Um, and they're there to help solve this problem of whatever the obstacle might be. So they're never going to be like, oh, don't worry, um, just just give them four mil, it's too hard. They're always going to be trying to see if you want to breastfeed, they're going to try and help you get there, which is what I thought was most encouraging in, in that situation. Right. So what – I mean, I, I do remember it was – it was New Year's Eve, Eve yeah. and and Jade was born on, on the 30th, the 30th of December, and it was New Year's Eve, and you went into the lactation center at like 11 p.m., mm-hmm. and I had it in my mind that we were going to spend New Year's together as a family. Sure, it was in a hospital, mm. but we would just get this little moment of reprieve. Our baby is fed. You got some good news when you went into the lactation center. Uh, and it was, you know, it was going to be this nice thing. And and I remember that we learnt, you know, 30 minutes before even that from one of the midwives who came into our room. She said, look, your breasts, your nipples are damaged. Mm. And she was so, she was amazing, but mm. she was so direct about it. She's like, your nipples are damaged, take a break. Mm. And it was just like, take a break. Does that mean we're on formula for the rest of the time? Like, what, what how mm. long is the break? What does that mean? Is she never going to breastfeed again? You know, mm. uh, I think I think we were both just worried about that and your well-being and how it was all going to work. Yeah. And so it was almost like we wanted to have a second opinion by going into the lactation center and them going, actually, it would be okay. Yeah. Um, But I remember you went in, you were gone for ages. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was, you know, you don't normally go in for for as long as you did. New Year's ticked over, everybody had already come out and you were left behind. And the same midwife who who had helped us earlier and, and, and told you that your nipples were damaged came out and said, she'll be okay. Mm. It was almost like you were in surgery or something. She's like, she'll be okay. Um, she just needs time to heal. Yeah. And then, you know, you obviously, you know, you came out five, ten minutes past. And, mm. it, I mean, at that moment, it, it was it was an interesting one for me because, you know, New Year's is seen as this really – I always made a big deal of New Year's. You know, it's you've had this big year and, you know, it's uh, – New Year's resolution, start a fresh new year, you've got big dreams, whatever it might be. And it was just like, oh, you know, all of the difficulty that we'd had in in 2020. And many people had a very rough 2020 with coronavirus. For us, we were fortunate. It wasn't as rough for us. Mm. Or maybe it was, but we had another focus. Mm. You were heavily pregnant during that time or you were pregnant during that time. The start of your pregnancy began in March and- you know, which is roughly around the time that, that mm. I guess coronavirus was a thing. Yeah. Um, and But our focus was entirely on that. We didn't have time to think about anything else. Mm. And I just realized then it didn't matter that it was five minutes past midnight anymore. Life was forever different. Yeah. <laughs> New Year's resolutions don't really mean anything. Yeah. Um, or, nor does it mean anything that all because the time has clicked to five past that all of a sudden we're it's going to be a better year and it's going to be great for us and you're yeah. going to be a super mum that can breastfeed all of the children. <laughs> um, it it was just – it didn't mean anything. And you yeah. came out and I gave you a hug and I asked if you're okay and you explained everything to me. And that was where you explained what a supply line was. Mm. Yeah. So I went in there and the lactation nurse that was on duty at the time, she said that my nipples were badly damaged and that I need to give it time to heal. Otherwise, they won't be able to – feed the next time will be you know too painful so 
what they do, what they suggested was to do a supply line, which is basically where they feed formula through like a really, really thin long tube. They put one end of the tube, uh, on through, through like a bottle, like a formula bottle. And then the other, um, the other end of the tube will go sort of on top of your nipple. The baby will then latch onto the nipple but they're actually drinking from the that's that end of the tube so they're drinking the formula they're milk they're tricking the baby yeah so i think the idea <clears throat> is for the baby to keep knowing to keep sort of latching and not sort of feeding through directly through a bottle where they get used to the sensation of a bottle it might be easier for them to drink from so they might not latch again on the breast they want the baby to keep latching they also want um your breast to keep sort of uh supplying being stimulated yeah being stimulated because there's nothing that brings on breast milk better than um a baby's sort of latch a baby being um sucking on the breast is the best way um so that's what happened um and the supply line is very difficult to sort of uh, – it, it's not difficult. It's more fidgety than anything else. Um, and that's why I was in the, the the room for over an hour. And by the time I came out, it was already uh, the new year. And I just realized – and I felt really bad sort of leaving Jason by himself because I knew ringing in the new year is a tradition that he holds very dearly. Um, but it was also at that moment I realized that um, – you know, our priorities are, are totally different. And there's going to be lots of moments like that where I'm going to be preoccupied with, you know, sort of issues to do with and Jade. Um, yeah. And that that sort of has to take center stage. And a lot of what we used to think is important might not be anymore. And, yeah. It, so. it, it's funny. Um Events, you know, I, I had I had my birthday shortly after mm. Jade was born, and I like to make a big deal on my birthday as well. I say, <laughs> you know, I get a birthday week. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean lots and lots of gifts, but it, it just it just means you know it's a fun thing. We just you just celebrate throughout the week, and Jen mm. gets a birthday week. Jane Jade will eventually uh, inevitably get a, a birthday week as well. Um, although it's probably going to be a birthday life for her because they're in all of our attention and all of our love and yeah, all of our she care. she gets so spoiled. <laughs> she, she absolutely gets spoiled. Um, but all of those events don't – they still mean something. Mm. But if Jade decides that she's going to fuss on my birthday and it's going to make it difficult for us to go out for a dinner, then mm. we just don't go. Yeah. I'm not going to resent my child for going, like, you knew it was my <laughs> – you knew it was my day, baby. This you is knew, daddy's day. This is daddy's day. You just need to chill. <laughs> you got to uh, wait for your turn. Yeah, you got to wait for your turn. But she's, you know, obviously, though, and, you know, with Mother's Day, we've got Mother's Day coming up tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that it's just going to be a fairly sort of relaxed day. Like, part of me feels as though, well, you know, it's a big deal. My mum's a mum, your mum's a mum, and now you're a mum. Mm. And, you know, we're celebrating this big milestone moment. And, and everybody says, oh, how are you going to celebrate it? But time and time again, I always say, like, people ask me, oh, what do you what's on for the weekend. Mm. It's just a thing that people say. I don't, I'm not going to them like, well, what do you think is on? I don't, I don't think of it like that. Um, but I just always say the same thing, which is that the baby will decide our weekend. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's absolutely true. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, sidetrack there with, with breastfeeding, we probably should mention as well that you don't get the milk 
straight away. Oh, yeah. So well, that's not what happened to me. I know a lot of women do. Does it, though? Because yeah. I thought it was always colostrum first. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So when I say breast milk, I mean in general. But um, what happens is that you you get uh, sort of like a sticky gold liquidy. Like nectar or something. Yeah. That comes first. It's called colostrum. And it is what a lot of people refer to as liquid gold. Uh, only a few drops will be the best thing your baby will ever, ever, ever eat. And, um, it has, it, it packs so much nutrients. Um, and they don't really need a lot. Obviously, when they're first born, their stomach is so little. So they only need a few mils of colostrum. And, and if you can squeeze a few drops, then you're golden. So, um, and and I don't really think I was able to hand express um any colostrum but, at the beginning. But you did hand express because yeah. that very same New Year's, 10, 20 minutes past midnight, whatever it was when we got back to our room, mm. I remember that you did try to hand express. Mm. In fact, you were successful in it. And I would stand there with this syringe yeah. and you would express the milk. Mm. Um, and, and you probably should explain what expressing is for, for people who don't know, but you, you express the milk and then I would sit there with this little like plastic syringe mm. and I would suck, suck up, it up. Yeah. the colostrum and you would get this very, very like small amount yeah. and you would look at it and you go, I got a mill and you'd be like, yes, yeah. like, it was, it was like my, actually mining for gold. And it was yeah. such a, a strange moment because again, it, it, it is again, one of those moments where in this case, your breasts were no longer this sexual thing. It was like there to serve a purpose and we had to mine for that gold with this <laughs> yeah. with this syringe. But, but could you explain what expressing is? Yeah, so it's basically massaging um, the breast in a way that gets all the milk duct um, sort of flowing. And um, normally when you have a lot of milk, and I think that doesn't really happen too much with colostrum, but later on when it's just full breast milk, it happens. But your breast sort of gets really full um, and sort of like hard and not very pleasant, I think. Um, but like when you hand express, which is massaging it and sort of getting all the milk ducts, um, I guess, bringing all the milk forward so that the baby can sort of latch on and gets to the milk easily. And that's what we try to do because – um, if she's not latching, which we established before, I uh, was too painful for her to do. Well, the only thing I could do is to hand express. So try to squeeze out every ounce of that colostrum, which is very few anyways to begin with. Um, and like Jason said, we only got a few drops, but it was as if we won the lottery when those few drops came out because I was like convinced that it was, uh, condensation from, I don't know, the, well, you, there were you used pumps as well. There were like oh, the hand, yeah. I think it was a hand pump as well. At one point, you were using. Yeah. Um, but you're right. The condensation does build up on yeah. on, the, on the hand pumps. They have these amazing um, medical breast pumps yes. that all just sit out in the hallway. It's like first come, first serve, and yeah. you know you don't go in there and hoard it and leave it in your room. Although mm. I'm sure some people were. Mm. You know, we were trying to be as considerate as we as we could be. But mm. you use the breast pump quite a bit to express milk during a time where your nipples were were damaged, so yeah. that you could at least give her some breast milk. Yeah. Uh, when when we were in hospital. And during my whole time at the hospital, which was like four days, I don't think I got the full breast milk. So for the first few days, you're getting colostrum, which is this sort of liquidy, sticky gold color uh, 
liquid, I guess. Um, and you don't get very much of that. And then the next, after a, a few days, you start seeing the color change, which is sort of yellowish yep. um, in my case, or you might get I, I remember at the time we thought it was just like a lot of colostrum <laughs> and we were like, oh my God, you're like- I could sell this stuff, yeah. yeah. I'll sell it on eBay. I could yeah. sell this stuff on the black market. I think we were wrong, but yeah. Um, but then for, for me, I did have that transition um, that took a while. So the- the breast milk is meant to be quite milky, quite white. Um, but what I had was sort of in between. So like a yellowish in color and it wasn't very milky. It was very liquidy, so watery. Um, but then that was, that happened for a long time. And the full breast milk, which is the really milky, um, sort of thicker liquid didn't come in until I reckon maybe two weeks or something. And I thought there was something wrong. I thought I was not eating enough or not getting enough nutrients or had low supply the, or the, something. The recommendations to us by the pediatrician, he, our pediatrician doesn't say a lot mm. of the things that our pediatrician has said to us. All of them have been incredibly beneficial and helpful. Mm. Um, one of the things that he recommended to us was he said that our baby had silent reflux. Mm-hmm. Another episode. Reflux is a big deal. Yeah. Um, but he said he had silent reflux. Take this. Mm. He, he, he didn't say anything the entire time we were in there. And then he just said, your baby has silent reflux. Mm. And we were like, oh. And I'm like, how do we fix that? Yeah. This is how you fix that. And he said at the time, the milk will come. Mm. Take fenugreek. Yeah. And we're like, oh. And when you hear somebody say, like, take a herb mm. or something, you think, is that really going to work? Mm. But uh, fenugreek is – it worked. I mean, it did – it absolutely helped. And, and the other one that was, was oatmeal as yeah. well. Yeah, oatmeal. Because breastfeeding was so difficult for me, I was pretty much on YouTube, on all the forums going, how do I increase not just the quantity but the quality? Because I thought my breast milk was really, really watery and I thought that was not a good sign. So not only was it uh, an issue in quantity but also in quality and a lot of the forums was advocating uh, fenugreek, oatmeal, um, sort of like a rich diet in protein. So, you know, um, and also the other big one is drinking lots of water. That was a huge one um, and getting enough rest if you can. Um, th- those are the th- things that um, – the doctors and the pediatrician all recommended what because i'm chinese and a lot of the asian um you know my parents and a lot of the asian community really believes in soup um so that was something that they were saying you know that would help with the milk supply your, your dad would often come over with his soup and he explained to me what was in it and he would he, his belief was that you need to be drinking like tubs gallons yeah. of this stuff like oh yeah just just not, co- not a co- joke co- not exactly soup because you know your your cousin back in china did the same thing it mm-hmm. helped with her and and truth be told i'm sure that had you have drunk all of that it would have helped but you've got to also um you've got to be take care of your mental health yeah and if you're sleep deprived and you don't get to eat yummy things and you're drinking these like fish soups and yeah. stuff or whatever was in it yeah and Ken- which were unseasoned by the way Kent, well, uh, yeah, Ken did an amazing job <laughs> of making sure your, your your dad did an amazing job making sure that you had everything that you need. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you, your parents were over every single day making sure that you had what you needed, and you just not something that mm-hmm. you could drink a lot of. But mm-hmm. you know, it did it did take time for it to come in, and you know, 
it, it was such a cool, cool thing. We, we ordered a breast pump online. Mm. I did all of this research on breast pumps. Mm. Um, I love technology and breast pumps are typically not something that I would go out and purchase <laughs> or, or, research, know any, or about. research about, but this was my time to shine. Yep. I was like, I'm going to check out what's out there. There's like Medela, there's Spectra, mm-hmm. uh, there's a Tommy Tippy one. There's all sorts out there. Mm. The, the big winners in Australia are, are Medela and Spectra. They're mm. the most popular and you want medical grade ones. And the reason that you want a medical grade one is it's got to do with I've forgotten the term for it, but it's effectively like um, a piece of the pump that prevents your milk from going back into the pump. Yeah. So it's like a, a blocker of sorts. And mm. that's the difference between a normal and a medical grade one, mm. that and how much suction there is and how much comfort there is. But we went with Spectral mm-hmm. um, mainly because it kind of looked cooler. The mm. reviews were a little bit better. Uh, the Medela made a horrendous noise. It was very, very loud. And yeah. we always thought that if you were pumping or your baby was trying to sleep, at the time, we thought our baby yeah. would sleep. She but, doesn't. I mean, both brands are very popular. They're very popular. Mm. We went with Spectra. We're not sponsored by them or anything. No. It's just what we what we used. Mm. And you used it for quite a while. The yeah. point I'm getting to is this. Um, it, breastfeeding affects everybody. Yeah. And it affected your parents <laughs> and my and my mum just as much as it affected you and me in terms of a, a worry. Yeah. Um, but it almost became like this like this little competition, like we would all be talking about it and you you would you would have this breast pump. And the, and the breast pump is really the only way to determine what your supply is like. Mm. One thing that we learned was that what you get out of a breast pump is not the same as what a baby gets. A no. baby has the super special premium grade A suction yes. um, that's built into them, <laughs> yeah. but you obviously can't measure how much is going into them, yeah. uh, not even by the loudness of their birth. Mm. Uh, but with this, you with these pumps, you can tell it's got a, you know, certain amount of mills and whatever. And I'd be looking and I'm like, oh, that's a lot more, babe. Like, that's a lot more. You're like, no, no, it isn't. I'm like, no, that's heat. That's at least 100 mils. And it was like 50 mils, right? Yeah. And And everybody would chime in. I never, ever expected my family would have so much discussions around my breasts and what they do and what they can do and how much they produce. I mean, so wacky, but yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, I, I would enter the room when you were breastfeeding your mum would, automatically my mum would. It was just this decision that was made one day that <laughs> your breasts were able to be revealed to the female <laughs> members and your husband. Yeah. Uh, obviously, your dad, Ken, for, you know, modesty reasons and the fact that you're his daughter, is not going to enter the room no. and you're going to go away or he's going to leave the room when you're doing it. But his participation at that level was how much this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I remember one day Ken walked in the door. I'm like, she got 80 mils. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and it was it was cool. That we're, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how it made you feel. I don't know if it was necessary. Like, was it embarrassing or was it? did you no, enjoy the fact that I'm, everyone I, was in on it? I mean, yeah, like, it's everybody. Well, I felt an overwhelming amount of pressure, to be honest. And it's it the fact that breastfeeding was so hard for me, it was also because everybody was so interested and and that and rightly so because this is that's what's sustaining jade i mean obviously she can have formula it's no not an issue but i wanted to get i wanted to try and breast milk breastfeed as much as i can for as long as i can and therefore there was a lot of pressure on me but also when you know so many people around me are asking like what are you eating? Like, how much are you producing? Like, that was also a lot of pressure that I think indirectly or even maybe directly affected me on a lot of levels. So it's not easy. And um, that's why we went with 
supplementing with formula. And I don't really have any issues advocating for that. I think it works for her. Um, and, and for any of those people that think that going the formula route is, uh, the lazy route or like the easy way out, let me tell you, if I don't have to feed her formula, I would not be doing that stuff because that shit is hard as well. Like all that washing bottle, sterilizing, mixing. Um, I mean, a friend of us, um, gifted us with a, uh, a, formula maker oh it's like a it's a formula i call it the formula cappuccino machine yeah it, it looks like one of those pod machines that you put coffees in yeah. um it's made by tommy tippy sorry I, I any opportunity i can talk about technology <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, i was telling my friend about it because he lived near a, a, a place that sold it yeah and he ended up gifting it to us it wasn't yeah. like a subtle hint to buy it for no. me i just needed somebody to get it because i couldn't get out of the house yeah and and he gifted it to us and we we use this thing every day mm. um that that's something that I, the Tommy Tippy machine, I'd love to talk about later. That is actually a little bit controversial, but we'll do a, a product um, review um, at some point of all the things that we found really, really useful. Cause I think I love hearing about that. And I think I would like to share my own experience about that. But yeah, so um, for, for, for those, for all of the things that are associated with formula, it is not the easy way out. In fact, um, a lot of breastfeeding mums say that they breastfeed because they're lazy themselves. <laughs> so, you know, if it's just like putting your baby on the boob and that's it, um, the, uh, to me, that is definitely the easier part. That, that's, that's the dream, right? Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll probably wrap it up here mm-hmm. uh, again. Uh, as always, with every episode, we, we figure out another topic to talk about, yeah. uh, and formula is a topic of its own. Mm. Um, we'll probably only discuss formula in the event that it's actually beneficial for listeners out there. Yeah. Um, so this is a call to action to those listening out there that if you do want to hear about our opinions on formula, and we've tried a lot of them, yep. uh, and we, we feel as though we're- uh, We've done a lot of research we're, rel- well. we're relatively informed on how it works yeah. from just standard cow's milk, goat's milk, um, acid reflux, mm. um, or anti- anti-reflux in this case yeah. uh, but if you do want to hear about it please please contact us mm-hmm. uh, it's podcast at jenandjace.com j-e-n-n that's jen with two n's mm-hmm. um, and yeah all that information's in in the description on the podcast uh, as always uh, thank you for listening yeah. thank you for watching if you're watching uh, please please leave us a review uh, it, it just it does a lot for the algorithm of the internet to, to put us on top um and, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I mean, this this is for us. Mm-hmm. It's also hopefully to help people out there that are going through what we've been through or about yep. to go through or have been through. Yep. Uh, it, it's also for our daughter. Uh, we we really we were thinking about that today. You know, mm-hmm. in 10 years' time, she can listen or watch her parents talk about what she was like and mm-hmm. get a little glimpse of herself on camera in this carrier. I'm very much looking forward to a day where, again, an excuse to use technology where we can set up like a baby cam. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining this day where our child, yeah. right, get this, will sit still for 40 minutes yeah. in a seat and stare at a camera smiling, being cute, <laughs> uh, while mummy and daddy talk about babies and, and, and talk, how, about her. talk about her. Uh, that, that's the dream, but we'll, we'll see if we can, yeah. Yeah. Parenting goals. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, um, as always, thank you, uh, mm-hmm. and we will talk to you in the next one. Yeah. Bye.